0: Hello and welcome to Red Star Reviews, the podcast. It has been a strange period of time that's engulfed my nation and the world um, lately on top of everything that already was happening in these strange days that we're living in. And while I like focusing on books and on book reviews and things like that i've always said that this can be a free-ranging podcast and follow the interests of the host me as red star reviews is the large company of me (laughs) so um this one this episode might not be as much about books as it is about thoughts on current events although books will feature um This period of time, it's actually been very difficult for me to disengage my mind from current events, enough to pull back and pick up a book and escape into that book. Um, I realize, realize that there's a lot of privilege in me just talking about, even thinking about escaping into a book during this time. Um, and yeah... Yeah, I've lived a life of white privilege as a white male in the United States of America. Um, I sit here, uh, and yeah, just like everyone else, I know I worked hard to get to where I am in life, and I've made the most of the opportunities that came my way, but let's just be honest, y'all, the opportunities that came my way were more frequent and more open and better opportunities that came the way of a lot of hardworking, honest people. Um, The concept of white privilege is one that I see hotly contested so frequently. And I see a lot of, I guess, well-intentioned white folks who want to sit there and argue that they didn't have any form of privilege given to them because they still had hard things happen in their life. They still battled addictions. They still were abused or robbed or hurt or mistreated or were passed over or missed out on opportunities um, or, you know, had a teacher dislike them in school or whatnot. And I guess the problem stems there is a misconception of what white privilege is. White privilege is never saying that things won't be hard or difficult. White privilege is simply saying that because you are white, it is less difficult for you than it would be for a person of color in similar circumstances to what you're in. And I did see a funny meme that that did make me laugh a little bit where it says, yeah, I'd be all upset about white privilege too if I realized that I hadn't hadn't made anything of myself. And that made me chuckle a little bit, but also just, it's things like that that just get you thinking. I really have had opportunity after opportunity open up in my life. And I've worked hard and I have gotten to where I am. Because of a lot of that. But for real though, y'all, those of us who are white, and especially those of us who are white males in the United States of America, really have had so much opportunity handed to us. And we now sit in a position where, to be frank... We should not be expecting other people to do the battle against systemic racism in our country that we should be doing. The United States of America is a country that was founded upon racism and genocide. I know a lot of people want to argue that, oh, it was founded upon the Bible and equality and taxation without representation. The United States of America was founded on genocide and racism. That's not saying that all the people who founded this country were horrible, evil human beings or whatnot. I'm not getting into that. The founding fathers are dead and gone. Um, I have very strong opinions about them and about the fact that all but one of them, if I remember correctly, owned slaves. And to me that does make them horrible people, but let's move beyond that and just realize that our country was founded on racism and genocide when you take that into account and you you look at our history since then, what have we done to correct that? And what have we done to change that? And what have we done to end systemic racism in our country? And what have we done to open up opportunities for people of color in our great nation? And maybe you also sit there and say, well, you know, I wasn't one of the founding fathers. I wasn't alive back then. I wasn't here for the civil war. I never owned slaves. I never did this. I never did that. All that's fine. You're right. You never did that. That's great. Great argument, except it's a horrible argument. The argument isn't whether or not you were a part of creating this system. The argument is... You are now within this system, benefiting from the system while others are being hurt and oppressed by the system. What are you doing to try and change that system now? And I see a lot of people speaking up on social media. I see a lot of people going out in the streets and protesting. I know a lot of people who intend to vote appropriately to try and change things. And all that is wonderful and all that is good. Um, And those are clear steps you can take. Um, I see a lot of people posting really great stuff. There's a lot of resources out there. You don't have to look very far, but there's a lot of people posting really great stuff on how to move from just not being racist to actually being anti-racist to actually taking a stand against racism and trying to change things. So there's a lot of great resources out there and a lot of great information on what you can do to try and effectively make a difference in the system. Um, And I see a lot of people trying to amplify black voices, and that's awesome too. Um, One thing I'm doing, it's a small thing, but hey, y'all, start with the small things. Let's work on small things and let's change small things. And together, let's work together and change big things. But for me... One thing I noticed about my reading, my reading is pretty diverse when it comes to uh, genders. But as it's come to diversity in the race of authors, that's not been very diverse. So I've consciously set out now to diversify my reading more so that the voices that I'm having and the voices that I'm amplifying in my platform are not just all the exact same, because if all the books that I'm reading were written by white folk, and they're the ones that I give my platform to, and they're the ones I advocate for, and they're the ones that I try to share, then I am not using my privilege and my platform and my opportunities to try and make this world a little bit better for those who have had a harder time. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying that I'm going to be able to fix the world inside of this. I'm not saying that that is going to magically make the world better. But it will help me to be able to examine my own self more and try and look for bias that is hidden inside my own heart that I might not realize it's there because every single one of us has the responsibility as a human on this planet to examine our own hearts and our minds and our lives and look for and combat bias that's within our own hearts, lives and minds. None of us are perfect. None of us is trying to be perfect, but we are trying to be better and we can be better. And if all of us are working to try and be better, then we will make it better. Now, I am hoping, not only for my sake and not only for the sake of my wife, but also the sake of my children, and their children and their children that my country and my world, but specifically my country, even break it down to my state and my city can become a better place that's more united where people have actually not just tried to ignore race and not just try to use the little lie that, oh no, I'm colorblind, so I don't see race, which is just quite frankly, just it's bullshit. Race is there, you see race. The goal is not to be colorblind. The goal is to examine your soul and see where there are bias and to try to overcome that bias and to reach across divisions and lines and change your life. Right now, we live in a nation that is so deeply segregated, so broken. And we've built up little lies around it to kind of help make it a little bit better to say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's really not based upon race. It's based upon class. It's more haves and have-nots. And anyone can go from the have-nots into the haves. And it's easy to believe that when you're white, and you see other white folks succeeding. Because, <laughs> again, y'all, white privilege is a thing whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to realize it or not. Um, and if you refuse to accept that just common core principle, then I really don't know what to say to you other than you're intentionally blinding yourself and being ignorant. And until you are willing to take those blinders off of your eyes and act out of selflessness instead of selfishness, you're not going to see. But. And I know this is kind of meandering around a little bit. I try to be a little bit more focused on my podcasts, episodes. But right now is a difficult time to try and coalesce your thoughts into just one thing or one statement. But. If you hear anything, search your heart, search your mind, search your actions, search your life. Look for bias that's in there. Because I can promise every single one of us has some form of bias that's inside of us. And combat that bias. Break out of your social financial, regular circle that you're in. And look at things from the perspectives of others. Listen to others' voices. There's a big kerfuffle going on in, in my city right now where there's a lot of people that say, well, no, I understand people protesting, but... I don't understand why they want to take down monuments or why they say that this act is racist or say that act is racist. And the, the thing is, instead of standing there and just saying, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand. We really need to shut up and listen. And even if you disagree with the explanation that's provided... Realize your life perceptions and the way that you look at things and the way that you understand things has always been through one particular white lens. Your history's been whitewashed. You're looking at things through a lens of privilege. And so things are going to look different to you. But when you stop and you listen to people of color... actually listen to them and understand that they're speaking from a complete world of difference that you may never understand, but stop and listen to them. And if, again, if they're sitting there saying, these statues that were built up to celebrate the Confederacy, which was formed... I can't believe we're even fighting the Civil War all over again. The Confederacy was formed to fight on behalf of slavery. If you want to sit there and argue states' rights, besides the fact that, again, you're being willingly blind and ignorant, it was the states' rights to own slaves. That's clear in the founding doctrine of the Confederacy. That's clear from the speeches of the founders of the Confederacy. It was about slavery. And the majority of the monuments and the statues that were put up to celebrate the Confederacy were put up during times where there was key civil rights conventions that were going on, key civil rights battles that were going on. And those statues and monuments and flags were erected, not just to celebrate the good, noble people of the South, if you believe that. They were erected to intimidate. They were erected to remind black people of what went down, And to try and scare those black people from speaking up and seeking equality. Now, if you can't comprehend that, you might even disagree. You might say, ah, that's not the way that I see it. That's not the way. Again, it doesn't matter how you see it. Get out of yourself. Get out of your selfishness. Examine that bias and listen to what a person of color is telling you. Because if we actually want to go ahead, and this is not me that's saying it, this is me listening to other people of color, because like I said, I'm white. But this is what people of color have told me through the years. It's not just a new thing, this is through the years. If you refuse to listen to other voices and you just surround yourself in an echo chamber and sit there and say, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand, then you're not helping at all you're actually hindering and you're furthering systemic racism. You might not feel like you have much power. You might not feel like you have much voice. You might not feel like you have much impact, but you are a living human being. You are one person and history has proven over and over and over again the power of one person taking a stand for right against wrong. And if we're willing to go ahead and examine our biases and take a stand for what is truly right, we can affect positive change in this world in our lifetime. And I want to see that positive change because I want my children to grow up in a better world than what I grew up in. I want my children to have more freedom and opportunity than what they currently would have in this world. This is, I know, primarily directed towards fellow white Americans. I get it. This, I get that this episode is primarily towards fellow white Americans, and I don't mean to be boring for anyone else, or too controversial, because I really don't think it's controversial to say, hey, examine your heart for bias, and listen to people of color. But, I find so often that all the arguments that I see that pop up basically tend to be, well, I just don't understand. Well, they're not acting proper. Well, they're not doing this. What, they're not white enough? Y'all, stop. Examine your bias. Examine your heart. And listen. And instead of trying to expect people to be what you think they should be, Listen to their voices. Listen to their words. Try to understand where they're coming from. And gain some empathy. Now, a few things that, like I said, I was doing myself is trying to go ahead and diversify my, my reading list. Um one book that I just listened to the audiobook of and thought was quite amazing. And I will recommend it because I know right now a lot of people are looking for how they can educate themselves, how they can become anti-racist, how they can grow and change, how they can examine themselves for bias. And there is an excellent book, um, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. You'll forgive me at this moment. I don't have the, the author's name written down. Um, but the book, it's available on Audible. It's only like five hours or so. Um, You can order the book. It is incredibly insightful. It is educational. It offers practical steps on what we can do to combat systemic racism in our lives and in our surroundings. And it is set in the United Kingdom. I realize that, but I think that the, the facts and the truths that are in there are eminently applicable to also the United States of America. Um, another book that I'm currently right in the middle of listening to, and I would challenge um, especially anyone with any affiliation to the Christian church to listen to this book. It is The Color of Compromise, the story of the church's complicity and racism. And it is also very impactful and insightful and I find that as we diversify the voices that we listen to your perspective grows and changes and things that you didn't even realize were hidden biases inside your own heart come to light and it's easier to find so instead of just sitting there looking in a mirror hold up a mirror of truth from another person's perspective And look in that one. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to have the same results. The United States of America has potential to truly be the shining city on the hill, to truly be something better than what it's been, to truly lead in diversifying and bringing about equality and freedom And I would love to see that happen. And I want to be a part of that. And that's not just going to happen by just posting Black Lives Matter on your social media. But it will also happen by diversifying your friends group. Diversifying the voices that you listen to. And yes, changing how you vote. Some people really need to hear that if you say you love the black community but you vote people into office who are racist then saying you love the black community is paying lip service and it's empty and it's a lie and if you say that you don't think that any of the sides are good and you think that all of them are racist okay then run. Run in office. You're an American. Go out there, throw your hat in the ranks and try and make it better. Or go find another candidate to support. Or go find a third party to support. I I don't care. But if you vote for people whose policies and views are racist, then don't tell a person of color, that you love them because you don't. And if your representatives and senators who are already currently in office are enacting racist policies, then speak out to them. Flood their phone lines, send them letters, contact them, and let them know you expect them to do better because they represent you and the United States of America. Now... I know this has been a little bit rambling. I've been trying to think out my thoughts on this for a while. It's been, honestly, I've stepped back. You've seen that I haven't posted as much lately. I've really been trying to listen a lot more and trying to amplify other voices and trying to examine my heart for biases and see where I can do better and see what positive change I can make. But also I feel that this is a time when it's not just enough for us just to Sit back and be silent and listen. We also have to speak up. And so I'm using my platform to go ahead and try and speak up on behalf of the oppressed and say that I personally am sorry for any part that I played in a system that oppressed others And that with all of my heart and all of my life and all of my energy, I will do all that I can to change this world and to help it change and help it truly become a place where freedom and equality are not just words that we say, but it's truth that we're able to live in. And honestly, I know there'll be times that I get things wrong. It's going to happen. I'm going to say things wrong. I probably said one or two things wrong in the course of this podcast too. I, I realize that. Emotions are pretty heavy. And these sorts of topics are easy to to just get very emotional about. And when you get emotional, it's easy to say something And not in the right way. So my goal. Is to be more teachable. To continue to learn. To not just make excuses. But to try to continually grow. And. I realize I'm not going to get it right all the time. That's not going to happen. But. I'm going to do my best to always listen and to try and grow. And one day maybe my children will hear this podcast and when my kids are grown, I want to be a man that they were proud of to be able to call their father. And I want my kids, when they hear this 30 years from now, 40 years from now, if the internet still exists and this podcast is still floating around, to say that my dad always listened to me. My dad always valued me. My dad loved me. And I don't just want my children to be able to say that. I want my wife to be able to say that, my family to be able to say that, my friends to be able to say that, those in the book review community, those in my social circle, and everybody around me, I want you to know I value you, I appreciate you, I'll do my best to listen to you. I'll do my best to grow. And I will always do my best to use what platforms I have and what influence I have to speak up on behalf of the oppressed and to speak out against oppression and do my best to end oppressive systems. Because the only way we grow together as humanity is that we grow Together as one. We break down barriers. We break down divides. And we truly walk in unity. And the only way that's going to happen is if we start listening to each other and we stop just sitting there saying, but I don't understand. And we start doing the work to understand. Y'all don't wait for someone else to come along and just teach you. Start doing the work to understand. Start researching. Start growing. Now... In the near future, uh, I I do have some other things planned for the podcast. Be back about books and comic books and other things. And I, as always, will reserve the right to return to any topic that I desire to speak with. If that causes you to give a low rating to this podcast or to turn away from this podcast, this is uh, your choice. But just know... No matter what, that Red Star reviews will always be associated, always be associated with speaking out on behalf of oppressed people and against oppressive systems. And just know that every single person's voice matters. And if we'll finally lift them all together, we could possibly see a change. Thank you. I hope that you and yours are well in this time. Um, If you want to reach out to me, feel free to uh, send me an email at redstarreviews at gmail.com. You can message me or reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm here for you. And I appreciate you. Thank you.